0: Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, the 28th day of November. I hope this day finds you, well, gorgeous, just gorgeous day here in the Valley of the Sun. I, I will say this, it has been incredibly hot uh, this this fall, winter, uh, even here in Arizona. And I say it all the time, we like to pretend it's cold, and we can't even do that. It's been that hot. It's been like... 80s, I think, like, Thanksgiving, like, I don't went like, to 90, uh, just way too hot. But nonetheless, the sun is out. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous day. I hope all of you are, are uh, having a wonderful day and trying to keep the stress level down. You know, it's the holiday time and everything's going on. And my wife was going through our schedule about all the things we have to do, and man, we just have no time. I mean, we got uh, our sons are playing in the state finals in the state championship game uh, this weekend, which uh, happens to be in Tucson. We got uh, basketball season's already started. Both my kids are, are players on that as well. And, and, of course, they still are in football. And and then you got all the holiday parties and everybody's, uh, you know, trying to are uh, my youngest is going to be 15 on Saturday, the day of the finals. And then trying to have a party for him and it's just college coaches coming to our house and and it, it's just it's a lot got a lot going on and I know all of you do as well uh, and I will say this we told you the other day we we didn't participate in Black Friday or or Cyber Monday but I told you yesterday we were we when I say we and and really when I say we I really mean Wendy She left no stone unturned. We we were trying to set up. We wanted to do something, and we've done a lot of great things. But something on the gold side, because we've done we've been doing a lot of silver. Yeah, uh, and and rightfully so. I mean, these the silver's good. I like the the, the peace dollars, the walkers, those quarter. I mean, those were great opportunities. uh, But we wanted to do something on the gold side, and and it finally came together. Oh, it did. And finally uh, came together uh, I, I, I still don't quite believe it but it's true we, we we actually locked it up this morning and we we have 35 apiece is that is that 35 a piece 35 of, of uh, each of yeah, each of these
1: each of what we have
0: we have so these are ten dollar liberties so, so that that's the item. But but the, something that we don't do a lot of, uh, we don't do a lot of graded stuff here. Matter of fact, when we do graded coins, we do them at non-graded prices, as I like to say. Right. And and this price is, I don't know that I've ever done it. So I'm excited about it. Uh, we have 35 a piece of MS sixty ones and sixty twos ten dollar liberty right and they're all pcgs or ngc i don't know which is which so you can't you get either or i'm not gonna you You can't say i only want ngc or i only want pcgs it is what it is but i've got i do have 35 of each of these right okay a regular ungraded ten dollar gold piece is six hundred ninety five dollars
1: that's correct. Okay. So if
0: you right. called me right now or called Wendy and said, hey, I want some $10 Liberty.
1: They're
0: $695. $695. Today I've got $35 apiece, so the thirty five sixty two are going to be $695.
1: Even though they're graded.
0: Correct. And I'm going to go through the grades in a minute. The 61 $690. So you're going to be able to buy graded coins at or below ungraded $10 pieces. And that just doesn't happen. And for those of you that don't know how the coin market works, you know, you have the ungraded, which we tell you, hey, you want to buy as much gold as you can, right? That's the the goal, really. When when we talk about uh, buying, we, we've got two types, right? You've got the, the people that buy, hey, because I think, the, the, the whole thing's going to come crashing down, and it's going to be chaos, it's going to be anarchy, and I need the gold and silver to barter and buy things, right? That's group number one. That's, that's probably the smaller of the two groups. The larger of the two groups is, hey, I get what's happening. Right. And then you know Jerome Powell's testifying, you know, trying to get voted as the new uh, Fed Reserve chief testifying today, and they all talk about uh the the nonsense that is the Federal Reserve and fiat money and all of those things, but you get what's happening, right? The debt's going to roll here at approaching 21 trillion. Uh, it's going to double in 10 years social security and medicare there's no trust funds they're broke the pensions and all of that are broke and and you understand hey this is just how fiat money works and and gold is your store of value it's your hedge right that's the the larger the probably the more prevalent reason and then for most of us we we do we're smart enough to say hey you know what i'm not really sure which one could be both i better have some of each uh, but but the coin market is really simple. You have your ungraded, you know. Then you have your very fine and your extra fine, and then you have your AU's, what we call the almost uncirculated. Uh, remember when the U.S. Mint minted these gold pieces? They put them in the burlap sacks, you know. And I always like to talk about, you know, in the those Western movies. The burlap sacks, that used to be where the gold and the silver, that's what they were in, literally, were, were in those sacks. And uh, some coins, a lot of the coins, what they made it out into circulation. Some coins never made it out of the bag. And these are the coins that we're talking about today. We'll go into more detail uh, when we get back, and then I'm going to give you a, kind of a, a snapshot of what Powell's talking about as well. Some of you know the number without me saying it. Uh they're already moving here. So we've got the MS sixty two and MS sixty one ten dollar Liberty gold pieces. And I was I was kind of trying to explain the coin market. So especially when and and this is talking about the older the pre nineteen thirty three, all the new stuff. It's never been in circulation. If if uh if somebody's abused a gold eagle, I mean, you really had to go out of your way, right? But before that, especially when you're talking about the liberties, these coins, you're talking 1866 to 1907. So these things were going on horse, on on stagecoach, uh, on, on railroad uh, cars. And they were in these big treasury bags. And, you know, they bounced around the ones that actually got put into circulation. in other words, somebody went to the bank and said, "Hey i'd like uh i, I need uh I need twenty bucks right? and they handed him two ten dollar liberties right and he took that twenty bucks and and he went over to the uh to the rancher. And handed that rancher two twenty dollars or two ten dollar pieces, and he took that cow home. Then that fo- that rancher, right? He 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 gave that to his wife. The wife went down to the to the feed store, right, and bought a bunch of feed and what have you and whatnot, and gave it to the feed store. You know, you understand, right? It got put into use. Most of those coins. When they confiscated gold in 1933, got turned in, right? They, they took it all. A, a lot of that got melted down. Almost all of it that was here in the U.S. got melted down. That's what they tell us is in Fort Knox. The, the, the other gold that didn't get melted down was actually overseas. So think about this. this. These $10 gold pieces more than likely got put into circulation here ended up on a boat, sailed across the Atlantic, and landed in, you know, whether it was England or France or Italy or Germany, wherever it may have been. And and after the gold confiscation and they repriced the the gold, and we've told the story about how they turned all that gold back over, and then as they figured out about what the central bank meant by inflation and all of those things, wanted it all back, and we closed the gold window and that whole story. But some of these coins, and you think about that story, some of these coins, and far, far fewer, never made it out of these treasury bags. In other words, they got put on a boat, in a treasury bag, sailed across Europe, you know, sailed across the Atlantic, landed in Europe, where they left them in that bag, and then sold these bags to dealers who had them graded. And and think about graded coins, because like I said, we don't do a lot. I mean, this is maybe the second time this year we've sold the graded coin, maybe, right? And in some years, we probably don't ever sell one. But what they do, just think of a scale of 0 to 10. So you had the stuff that hit circulation, right? You had the, the, uh, the, what we sell, what we call the raw coins, right? Then you have the XFs and the VFs and the AUs. They even have a BU category, which is brilliant uncirculated. But then they grade them, and they start, instead of 0 to 10, they do 60 to 70, right? 70 would be, it's perfect. Those don't exist. Uh, You know, these, like I said, I told the story, you know, they get coin marks and all of these things, but uh, these are, at the lower, these are the mint state, and that's what MS stands for, mint state. These are the mint state 61s in the min State 62 so if you think about what we normally carry what we normally recommend you have the raw t- the raw $10 piece so now you have an XF a VF, an AU a BU an MS60 an MS61, an MS62 you're going up 5 and 6 great and same gold these actually come encapsulated right so they're in the and they're in these hard plastic cases you see right through them and and they're graded and i have the grade and all of that on there uh and you can handle the coins and you know it's front and back and and they're in this hard plastic uh case that's you know a little smaller than a than a playing card like a you know when you you, you play spades or hearts or blackjack, right? It's a little smaller than that. And those are what we call the, the graded coins. So these coins never made it out of the treasury bag, Or if they did make it out, someone put it in a stock drawer, never touched it. You know, it's, it doesn't have uh, a lot of the coin marks. Uh, it didn't get put into a piece of jewelry or something of that effect. Uh, and, and these th- these are uh, just great material. PCGS and NGC they're the standard when it comes to coin grading. Uh, the fact that you can buy an MS62 at 695—that's the same price as our ungraded ten-dollar piece. And then if you buy the 61, 690. Five dollars less, uh, and I, I asked Wendy, and, and I, and Wendy said she goes. She thinks once we did run uh, a graded, she thought it was a twenty. That was hey, we ran some twenties at the same price once. She doesn't think, and I, I, I don't even remember that. But I know I don't believe we've ever had graded coins.
1: Not ten dollar ones. No,
0: right? No. So
1: absolutely not.
0: So and and so. Take advantage of it. $695 for the MS-62, $690 on the MS-61. Uh, These will be here next week, so they'll go out quick. You won't have to wait weeks for them. They're going to go out quick. Uh, you we, We'll have them out to you, too. By the way, if you want to do a stocking stuffer for your wife or your husband or something like that, oh, that's right? A big, yeah. And we'll have them out there for you. 800 uh, 951 MS61. $10 Liberties at 690. 62s at 695. How's that for a cyber special? By the way, you can't do it online. We don't even have these the $10-graded coins. We don't even put them online. Because uh, we just don't carry them, we don't think you should pay extra for the same amount of gold. And now today, you actually can pay the same or even five bucks less. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And there, I know that we have thirty five sixty ones, and we're down to 3062s. Uh, so uh, someone, I think two people have already called and bought. So you got 3062s left, thirty five sixty ones left. Eight hundred nine five one. 0-5-9-2. So Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, uh, is is in front of Congress, the confirmation hearing, uh, making very similar, again, he is Janet Yellen, but he's, he's a man and he's a Republican versus uh, a Democrat and a woman, uh, very, very similar policies, uh, talking about uh, Slack in the labor market said that he believes that four point, excuse me four point six percent unemployment is the sustainable level, and so you know we're we're down at four one. Uh, but you know he talked about the fact that working men, and I will give him credit. So one of the, here's what some of the things I like. You know, yeah, there's a problem. You know, and they don't talk that way, right? But but this is what he. He's acknowledging the problem with the the number that they give. Men 25 to 54 are disappearing from the labor force. That was the number, just so you know, just go back to 2000. That number was uh, mid to upper 90s, 95, 96%. If you were a male between the ages of 25 to 54, you were working in this. Day, that number is, is just at 88 might even be 87 and change right now so you've had a huge drop in the male labor force uh, especially prime age what we call prime age working males and then of course he also talked about the actual labor force participation rate uh, which was up near 69, 68 69% uh, men and women uh, of working age working didn't matter the age uh that number now down at sixty two percent in every you know we just remember the the last big government jobs report and right? another they added a million well nine hundred and sixty six thousand people disappeared out of the labor force as reasons why there may be slack in the labor market and, and other things that we'll talk about uh some of his other comments that he's uh been making but dovish uh, pretty much through and through. I I haven't seen him do anything uh, that has surprised the markets. Gold's sitting there unchanged. 1,294, 1,295 Uh, really hasn't moved very much at all today. Uh, And again, no no big surprises as of yet as Jerome Powell is is testifying in front of Congress. uh, Did say that he doesn't that he doesn't believe the too-big-to-fail banks are 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 going to fail and, they, you know, again, they think they fixed it and they want to believe that they fixed it, but they didn't fix anything. If anything, it's more dangerous than ever before. He did talk about uh, the higher capital and higher liquidity. I will tell you this. On our website today, we have down and it's down near the bottom. Uh, Neil Kashkari from Minnesota, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve uh, Governor, he was at one of the colleges in his district, and it's it, you gotta if if, if, you, if you listen to it, it's another one of these hour long things. But about 15 minutes into it, he talked about how the too big to fail banks really aren't too big to fail, and, and of course the taxpayer, and one of the analogies he used was with, you know, when you buy a home, the bank wants you to put 20% down, right? That's the the, the real, We before we got to uh, we, we just need to sell homes at any price, you needed to come up with a down payment. That down payment was 20%. And he said the reason why the banks want you to put 20% down is it gives them cushion Right? In case you don't pay, they can foreclose and do all that stuff, put the house on the market, sell it, and not lose any money. He goes, but yet we don't force the banks to keep 20% on, on the stuff that they're going to buy. Right, When they go into debt, hey, we want 20% down. You need to keep 20%. And, and I thought that was a brilliant analogy. He goes, and until that happens, None of these banks are safe. And I don't even know what they keep, 94%, right? They The 6%, something to that that uh, effect. But so far, and he's still testifying, by the way, this is ongoing testimony. So far, no surprises uh, from Jerome Powell, and I don't expect it. Uh, he's a pretty dovish guy, and, and I think he's going to be uh, very good for the gold market because of the uh, – there's no, there's not going to be a lot of rate hikes. Uh, there's not going. I think he's going to be very quick to act uh, when the next recession hits, and and I think that's going to be much sooner than people think. And I think you're going to see him go into. And you think about uh, some of the people that we have talked about, uh, John Williams. We talked about last week. Hey, we already know what we're going to do. More quantitative easing, more balance sheet blow-ups. Uh, negative rates. Uh, We we may have to just start sending people money, all of those things. Uh, And then the other big news today, the tax cuts, are they in jeopardy? We're going to talk about that one next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. We're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney, and our ticketed voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center
1: Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Every fall, as students go back to college campuses, we see even more ridiculous antics and thought police outrage from the radical left. In just a few short years, we've gone from free speech zones and safe spaces to a total disregard of the First Amendment and violent riots at the slightest sound of conservative speech. Parents and students alike are concerned, and rightly so, about not only the education, but now the safety they will find on campus. It's time for students of all political, social, and religious views to stand up and fight back against the radical leftist authoritarians run amuck. Students must recognize that the true marketplace and exchange of ideas is quickly disappearing. Students are arrested for distributing the Constitution. Mobs shut down events, vandalize property, and even violently attack individuals. School administrations openly block and rebuke student groups with conservative or even moderate viewpoints. Suppression of free speech is now the norm. The first line of defense against these flagrant violations of our constitutional rights is the student body itself speaking up for and acting for freedom. Students should be equipped and know what their rights really are. One way students can take a stand is by signing petitions like the one at changemycampus.org. In these mass signature efforts, students can call on their university or college to, among other things, eliminate speech codes that prescribe what students can say and speech zones that limit where it can be said, end mandatory student activity fees that add to debt and compel students to fund others' activism they might not voluntarily support, reject the easy paths of succumbing to political pressure and censorship from the loud aggressive factions, defend the free exchange of ideas. Phyllis Schlafly knew that today's student will soon lead the nation. It is imperative that they learn how to understand and respect our Constitution, our God-given rights, and our wonderful nation.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 951 592 I think probably you know. Think about it, this year has been a an incredible year as far as the ability to buy gold in silver as uh, close to spot as we've been able to do. And when I think about all the gold specials we have run, this is probably, this is the best one. I mean, without a doubt, uh, MS sixty twos at six ninety five, the same price as a raw ten dollar Liberty. Uh, the ms61 you can buy for five bucks less at 690 uh at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two so the the tax cuts are so, they're supposed to make it out of committee today so you have uh, uh, the Senate committee that that is in charge of the tax reform package and and I I, I don't know if there's ten eleven nine however many of the these guys are on the committee Uh, and it may not happen today as Bob Corker you guys may have uh, saw him in the news he was the he's from Tennessee and and Donald Trump wasn't going to support him re uh, running for reelection and and they got into a little Twitter war there Uh, he he's on this committee and, and he said, hey, it has nothing to do with my feelings for Donald Trump. It ha- all has to do about the budget deficit. And said that he's on the fence about voting for uh, the crucial uh, tax cuts. As he said, it would cause damage the nation over the long haul. And here's a guy, he says he's on television. Right, he goes on the idiot, and this is what I said: it's it's, it's incredible. You can they, they let you say anything. He goes, I've been a, a deficit hawk for eleven years, and, and I'm thinking, deficit hawk. Let's see, eleven years. That was '06. The debt was what six, seven trillion, right? It's almost it's 21 trillion now, Bob. Good, good job. Way to go. Man, you are really a hawk. I mean, I, I would hate to see if he was a dove, how bad it would be. Uh, during an interview on the idiot box this morning, the the, the tax bill in a procedural uh, Senate Budget Committee vote was scheduled for today, uh, and now he's saying here's what he wants. And I'll just kind of give you the long and the short of it. He's not running for re-election. Okay, and that's probably the most important thing, because when these guys don't run for re-election, they tend to tell a lot more truth than they do uh, otherwise. And he goes, well, you know what, here's what I want. If the, the people, the economists, the president, whoever put this bill together are wrong about how much revenue is going? To, because you know, here's their their thing, their thought is, hey, we're going to grow because of these tax cuts, and therefore uh, the budget deficit won't be that bad. And and so now today we find out. Re- I wonder what the real numbers must look like. They got to be because you know, they t- they say one point five trillion over ten years, right? You hear that ad infinitum. It's on every, It's in every newspaper. It's on every website. Uh, they say it on the idiot box all the time, and and we all know. We know that's not true. Can't be because they. And I say that with certainty because it's just like you know the president Obama. Oh, you can keep your doctor, and it's going to reduce the deficit. About Obama, same thing, right? We know. We know it's not true. What we don't know is what the real number is, right? This is that one point five trillion. That's got to be like the best number possible, right? That pie in the sky and blue skies and no recessions and and the economy grows at four, five, six percent GDP, all that stuff. I don't know what the realistic number is. And I, and I really would love to know what the, hey, if things don't go quite right, what the, yeah, you know, throw a recession in there and this is how bad it could be. But they know. Bob Corker knows. And today he said, I want a provision put into this bill that says if the revenue projections are wrong, <laughs> that we get to go back and say, you know what? no tax cuts everything goes back to the way they used to be so we'll have to wait i don't know uh if it's going if it doesn't get out of committee they want the senate to vote on it before they leave town because otherwise it can't get it won't get done this year right and 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 really they need it to get done this week because then it's got to go to the house because they got to repass it in order to get it done before the end of the year that's I, I don't know. It, it doesn't look likely that that's going to happen. If that's really his stance, uh, but but he, he's now claiming that he's a deficit hawk. Yes, and I know, right? You know the the hilarity of that, and and says that the only way he'll get the the vote is if he can go back and say, okay, here it is. It's 2019, and these. These revenue numbers aren't working, and the fact of the matter is that we're not going to add $1.5 trillion to the debt. We're going to add 3 or 4 or 5000000000000 trillion. Let's all go back. Uh, so anyway, I'll keep you posted on that, but that was uh, Bob Corker this morning uh, on the idiot box, and he's actually on the committee, so will it get out of the com- committee today? I don't think so. How about this one? This just hitting the tape. New York Federal Reserve President Bill Dudley, another guy that is stepping down, right? So we're losing Janet Yellen, we're losing uh, Bill Dudley, and and now, of course, the third guy, Stanley Fisher. Uh, Fisher uh, we're losing all three of them, the, the, the chair, the vice chair, and the New York Fed. So Donald's got more work to do after Jerome Powell. He came out this morning. And he called for a public reporting on treasury market transactions. Now, the funny thing i got to ask Mr. Dudley is, why now? You're stepping down, and now you're going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should tell everybody what's really real in the treasury market. What is in there that you want us to know about now that you're leaving? And why does it always take them leaving before they want to come out with actual good policy? He says he believes transaction data reporting to the public would ensure that the Treasury market does not fall behind other markets. Interesting. I'm not sure what other markets is he talking about. Is it the Chinese market? Is it other debt markets? Is it... And fall behind. What does that mean? Hmm. Maybe he'll write a book about it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Yeah. Welcome back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Yeah, Boy, I'm feeling a little cold starting to come on. I hate that. You know what? It's because it's too dang hot in almost December. Uh, our toll-free number again: eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There's now twenty-three MS 10 ten-dollar liberties at six ninety-five. Which, if it was me, and he said, "Okay, which one would I buy?" the the sixty ones or the sixty twos? That i I'd, t- I'd buy both. <laughs> That's what I would do. So the twenty-three of the MS sixty-two. $10 Liberties at 695 there's 26 of the MS-61 $10 Liberties at $690, that's uh, $5 below our ungraded 10 on the 61s and the exact same price on the 62s. Uh, somebody actually just said there's only 14 more days that Congress is in session. Uh, and now they're saying it, it looks unlikely now uh, that they're going to be able to get this done before the end of the year if this bill's not going to come out of committee. And really, the Republicans are in charge, then they just can't seem to get it done. Already, two senators are no. So they're already uh, at no. One is Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Of course, Wisconsin's one of the high-tax states. Right. That's the one where, hey, if you don't give the deductions, people in Wisconsin are going to pay more. Uh, Montana, uh, uh, Steve Dane has come out and said uh, that uh, he will vote no as well. So right now they need to, I guess, come up with something to satisfy everybody else or try to get these two guys to change their mind. And now uh, Bob Corker has come out and says he's not even going to get let it get out of committee uh, then you got Susan Collins, John McCain, uh, Jeff Flake, right? So we got all those other people that we worry about as well. So I, I don't know, but at least as of right now, uh, they've hit a snag in committee uh, and, and it doesn't appear as it's going to get out there today. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Jerome Powell in the meantime is uh, in his confirmation hearing. Uh, talking about uh, policy and and what they expect so far, uh, no no big surprises out of Jerome Powell at least right now. That that testimony is ongoing, and like I said, uh, we got more work to do. The top three people are all stepping down. And now, uh, and I don't know what Dudley's comments will do. Uh, William Dudley, the New York Federal Reserve chairman, come, came out today and is calling for full disclosure, I guess, for lack of a better term, on the Treasury market. I think that would be awesome. Wouldn't it be great to find out who really is buying any of this stuff? I mean, do we really believe that people are lining up around the block? to buy 10-year treasury notes at 2.3%. I mean would you do that? Hey, lend me, you know, I don't you know, pay off with let me 100 grand. Instead of, in the case of the United States, we probably roll over, I don't know, 6 7 8 trillion dollars a year. Lend me 6 7 8 trillion dollars for 10 years. <laughs> and I'll give you a return over the ten years of two point three percent, I know that the inflation rate, the Fed target rate, wants the wants two percent a year for the next. You know that'd only be what two percent on twenty percent, but that's a good deal. Think about it, right? That it makes no sense. Uh, you know, it used to make sense when they were paying you seven, eight, nine percent. Uh, to hold it for 10 years now they're down at you know this 2.3 uh percent and according to powell uh, that's not going to go up very much if he's the guy they and it looks and as far as i know i don't think there's a lot of opposition to him we'll have to wait and see uh but but i think that'd be wonderful i would love to know who's buying all that stuff wouldn't you Who's lining up for that? Because, you know what, whoever it is, right, if if it's J.P. Morgan or or Bank of America, I'd be taking my money out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's not them. Right? And I'm sure if we we had full disclosure and we traced it all back, you know, some guy in the Cayman Islands and all that other stuff, I'd love to know who it really is. My guess is we'd find out it's just our own central bank. Uh, Gold's now gone positive, so I I don't know if if, uh, I haven't seen any more headlines on Powell other than he's still talking right now. Uh, $1,296 right now on gold as Jerome Powell testifying as William Dudley came out today and asking or thinking that, hey, it would be really good if we had public disclosure on the Treasury markets Paul uh, Powell did say the US no longer has uh too big to fail banks. See, they fixed it. Right and I told you they really did it. He believes it. Because he knows what the law said. Right? The law the same law that I've been telling you about. Yeah, we don't have too big to fail banks. If the bank fails, we'll just take it from the depositors. It's it's simple. Right? We've written the law now. It's all good. So in case you were worried about that, uh the 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 new Federal Reserve Chief, if he gets confirmed, which I believe he will, don't worry about too big to fail banks. We've got it all taken care of. We'll just go right into your account and take it from there, and and, uh, it'll be just fine. Uh, Citigroup, we talked about them yesterday, and then uh, they admitted that uh, the central banks may have lost control and they're now joined by JP Morgan as well. This all of this policy, just just for a minute, think about it. Interest rates, the ten year note at two three. It's ridiculous, right? Deficits that even by their own admission are going to go up by at least a trillion dollars a year every year or for the next, you know, foreseeable future. And I'm telling you it's probably gonna be more like two trillion. And and they think this is good economic policy. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Dow's up 120 points. girl Powell he's popular. He's got gold higher and the Dow higher. Uh, that's a stellar performance. Of course, that's what we we're expecting. This is what Wall Street wants here: easy money, right? Easy money, uh, and somehow that's good economic policy. You know, it's it's it's. It's really ironic how things have changed. So the other day we talked about how, remember, they they blamed Alan Greenspan for the housing market. Now, it was his fault. Don't get me wrong. Just not the reason why they blamed him for it. Remember, he brought interest rates to 1% for a whole year. And they said that was the cause of the housing market. That wasn't the cause. Obviously, we know that now. But remember, they're like, oh, my God, this policy was so reckless. And now they want us to believe that somehow today, keeping rates at 1% is a great idea. Right? There's no recklessness. Right? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> right? And, and, and you start thinking about all of... Everything that they used to say was true is no longer true, right? You're supposed to not buy stocks after 55 and go in the bonds and live off the interest, but now there is no interest. Right. The the uh, interest rate, anything below 4%, and, and, and then a Fed funds rate was considered incredibly risky and dangerous. Now, hey, if you try to go above 2%, you're out of your mind, Right? GDP growth, it used to be that was okay, right? 3%, they're like, well, if it's going to get into the twos, we may have to start lowering rates. You know, 3% was, like I said, it, it was okay. Now, 3%, most people don't even think we can get there. And really, you know, the reason is because of the debt. And and I'm not just talking about government debt. And I'm not talking about your states and your pensions and all that. You know, consumer debt. Everyone, listen, everybody, and I say everybody, 70%, 75% of the people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And that doesn't mean you only made 30. I mean, if you're making 100 and and probably 80% of the places in this country, you're making 100 grand, you're still living paycheck to paycheck. And you know it. We all know it. That's a fact. And they sit there and try to tell us that what they're doing makes great economic sense. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, it was absolutely idiotic to do this. And we're getting ready now for the 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 idiocracy to come to fruition, right? As the debts start piling up and all the bills come due, and it, isn't it ironic that it's happening too while well, everyone's getting ready to retire? Ten thousand people a day, right? Right as the baby boomers were supposed to retire, right? All the rules have changed, and of course. Uh, the next step is going to be, how do we come out and pay for it all? And, and nobody will have the answer. I've got the answer. They're going to take it from us. That's how it's going to happen. That's why you put some something away so where they can't get to it. U.S. MS-62, $10 liberties at 695 61 at 690 at eight hundred nine five one. 0592. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk again tomorrow.